Well, um, at our house, we love meetings and I don't like, like family meetings. I don't know if you have family meetings at your house or if that was a thing in your family growing up or, um, or whether you do that. But at, at our house, it is the case. We have family meetings and we call them for, um, to announce important events. Like, you know, the, when we went to Disneyland, that was a family meeting and we announced it and we talked about it and it was exciting. But we also have family meetings to discuss conflict or relationships in our family and uh, different things that need to be talked out. So we'll do that. We also have meetings to talk about like holiday schedules, if things are changing or we need to get make sure we're all on the same page for something, we have a family meeting. Now, the funny thing about a family meeting is I've noticed that my kids get really excited for family meetings. They will, they will run to, um, to the table or to the couch or wherever we're having these meetings and uh, they're very excited. And, you know, I sometimes wonder, like, why are they so excited to come to a meeting? And the truth is that um, that they do because they're a part of something and because they they um, they know that something's happening. And so today we have kind of a similar thing where we're not going to have a preach as we normally would. We're having more of a family meeting. And it means that you know, there's some stuff that we need to talk about. And so we're going to take this time to do it. Um, five years ago, we started uh, a church. We started this church called Jubilee five years ago. We're at our five fifth birthday, if you didn't know that. And the effort to start a church is called a church plant. And maybe you didn't know that either, but that's what we call it. And we took this core group of people and we started gathering together and meeting together. And we formed ourselves into a community, the community we call Jubilee. And we talked a lot about our shared values, the redemptive news, the relational journey, and the outward mission. And uh, we had a lot of help as we formed that, that group. We had a lot of help from Maple Ridge Community Church. They sent us lots of people and they sent us out and they encouraged us and gave us resources. We also had help from our uh, C2C, our church planting network, and they supported us. And in lots of different ways, we had help from the Mennonite Brethren Conference, from the, the BC group and the Canadian group. Um, and they supported us financially and gave us leadership and accountability and encouragement as we launched. And, um, and so a little over a year ago, we decided to take you know, with encouragement, we decided to take steps to become more independent, to kind of move out from the, the umbrella of church plant and become just church, <laughs> if that's a thing. And, um, and it's kind of like, I like to think of it like a teenager moving out of the house, you know, when they become an adult and, you know, but they're still in their, you know, late teens, maybe they're moving out, or maybe nowadays it's like in their in your twenties or something, I don't know. But whenever you move out of your parents' house, kind of, it's kind of like that. You like move out and you start to do things on your own. You maybe grocery shop and you, you know, make your own meals, but then you maybe you go home for laundry still for a while. And that's just like easier and cheaper or whatever. And so that's kind of the case for us is like, we're stepping out and there's still some things that, you know, maybe we're still doing our laundry at home a little bit. And, um, you know, our bylaws and our constitution have been written and formed 
And um, our governance manual was created thanks to Dennis, because I wouldn't do something like that <laughs> for sure. So Dennis, you know, headed that up and it's been discussed and revised and approved by the task force. Um, our charitable status has been uh, green lighted from the government, from the CRA that we've, we've got the green light. So we are officially our own charity. We've got our own number. And the task force is transitioning from being a task force to being our first elder board. And, um, and we're going to form a discernment team that will identify and recommend elders to add to that team. And so that's how we're going to be adding people to the elder board is we've got, we're going to form this discernment team. And um, we've also got accounting and finances. And right now, our accounting and finances is covered by the Canadian conference. So uh, we pay them a small fee and they uh, do our accounting and our bookkeeping and all that stuff. So we're hoping that by fall of this year, that uh, we will be transitioning so that in 2022, our next fiscal year, we will be able to do all of our finances in-house and our bookkeeping in-house. And so uh, that will make some things a lot easier since it's in Manitoba, our bookkeeper. <laughs> so, uh, so all that's happening right now. So this morning, my big idea for us for this meeting is that we want to discuss the criteria and the expectations for Jubilee membership and invite eligible people to sign up. That's what we're hoping this morning. And so uh, that's what we're talking about. So uh, again, anytime I use this word membership or member, there's like, for some people, this like thing rises up in them. And another word or words we've used to, de to describe this is missional partners. And so we kind of use those words interchangeably. Today, I will use those words interchangeably, membership and missional partner or missional partnership. Now, whenever we talk about the word membership, people have two, usually two different reactions. Number one, if you grew up in the church and a church that had membership, then you might have a reaction like no reaction. You'd be like, great, just give me the paper and I'll let me sign it and I'm, I'm in. You know, it's like not a big deal to you at all. And you might also have a second, be the second group where maybe you didn't grow up in church or maybe you didn't grow up in a church that had membership. And so maybe that word or concept is like brings up a whole bunch of feelings for you. And maybe it seems strange or unnatural. Maybe you have questions like, well, why? Why would we do that? Or is that in the Bible? Or what does that even mean? And uh, if you're in the second group, I would encourage you strongly to listen to a message that I gave last year, January 19th. It's a podcast in our podcast uh, episode list, and it's called membership. And I address the question of why do we have membership? And, uh, and so I'll encourage you to listen to that. So I'm not going to give that same talk again today. Um, but if you, if that stuff's coming up for you, I would encourage you to listen to that talk. Um, but Today, we do, we do want to clarify, especially this word member. What do we mean by the word member? Um, because if I say membership to you right away, things, maybe things come to mind, like your gym membership or your grocery store card membership or your Costco membership, or maybe it's BCAA membership, or maybe it's a political party membership. And often with those kind of memberships, you, you pay your dues and you get some benefits. 
You sign up and you get benefits back. And that's kind of what the membership is about. You belong to this group. Now, now the dictionary has two different, it has multiple definitions of membership, two that I want to look at. So the first one is a person, animal, or plant belonging to a group. So that's membership. A person, an animal, or a plant belonging to a group. Okay? We're, we're, the, we're the people part. The second definition is a, a part or organ of the body. Now, that's not like a, an expression we use a lot. I don't say, oh, yeah, this member of my body, my hand, you know, but yeah, I would say my, this part of my body is my hand. So we use the word part, but member, that's what it means. It's a part of the body. And we can't escape the reality that the government and, uh, you know, wants charities like churches to have a membership. They want to have stakeholders. They want participants, people who will hold the charity or the group accountable. That's the membership. Now, now church membership is different, though. It's not quite the same as that. It's more like the body part member than it is kind of the group member, if you can follow me in that. It's like the difference between saying, you know, American Express members have benefits and saying like, your body parts have, have benefits because they're a part of your body. It's like, well, yeah, they do. Cause if they were separated from my body, they would die. So yes, there are benefits to being a member of the body, but like different than like a membership of a group like that. And so we're thinking of like parts, like body parts, like we choose to use the word partner part is in that word partner. And member membership, the word members in that. So that, that's kind of like missional partner kind of follows more, you know, what we're thinking here. It embodies more of our meaning. Now, when we started Jubilee, we had a group of people that I could call um, planting partners. They were people who, who came on board together. They formed our core team and our launch team. And, and they were builders and founders of Jubilee as we planted and as we was we made this church from, you know, nothing. It's like this community. And now it's like, we're taking a different step. So some of those people, lots of those people are still here. And, and yet we're changed. We're, we're taking a step. And the step we're taking is that we want to engage you as what I like to call it charter members. Cause that sounds really cool, but it's really like the, the beginning of this kind of missional partnership, just describing it differently than just like planters, you know, we're now, we're now partners in it. So we're looking for member owners, people who will take ownership and say, yes, this is my community. I'm a part of this church. It's me. Jubilee is me. So, uh, so my discussion question is we break into groups. We'll take a our little five minute break here is um, what has your experience been with membership? So I'm, I'm there's like different answers you could have. Maybe it's like you had a good experience with church membership or it could be a bad experience. You know, you're like, oh, I don't I don't like how that sounds. Or I don't like what it is. Or you could be indifferent. You could be like, I don't really care one way or the other. Or maybe you have no experience with church membership. You'd say I, this is the first time I've even heard of this as a thing. And so. Uh, you have five minutes, you go in your group and you can just share around just what is your own experience with church membership? How, how has that been? What does that look like? And, um, and you, have, you have five minutes and then we'll bring you back.
uh, there's something we mean by member or missional partner. And, um, and there is criteria for this word or this kind of role that we're identifying in the church. Now, one of the stories I tell in the sermon that I, I referenced for you last year is about my, my um, country club membership. And maybe you didn't know this about me, but I did hold a country club membership for a while. And the reason was because I was in Lakeside, Montana, and I was with Youth with a Mission. And, um, and they told me, you know, when I asked them, I had my hip problems. And so I said, you know, where can I go swimming? And they said, there's nowhere you like, there's no pool community center or anything. And so I said, well, I really want to go swimming. Is that possible? And, and then someone said, oh, there's this country club in the neighboring town and they have a, a lap pool and they will give us a discount because, you know, you're just going there and using the pool and we're a charity. And so, I said, great. So I went and signed up and, and this was awesome. I'd never been in anything like this before. Like the, the locker room had carpeted floors. There was like heated towels, you know, all waiting for you when you go into the bathroom. It's like, there's, uh, you know, all these things on the counter, there's like cologne and little towels and toothbrushes and shaving stuff. And there's just like all this free stuff you could use and take. And it was like really, really nice. Now, the thing about, um, about me is like, because I didn't feel like, although I had a membership, I had a card and I was able to get in, I didn't feel like I met the criteria of their country club for real. And so I didn't feel like I could use any of the amenities so I brought my old ratty beach towel and I used it and I never took anything from the, from the bathroom counter because I felt like somehow I didn't deserve it or I didn't meet the, you know, the standard. And so, um, so it's, I think it's really important for us to be clear about what are we talking about? What's the criteria for membership at Jubilee? What does that mean? So firstly, we want to say everyone is welcome. At Jubilee, everyone is welcome in our church. So it doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your sexual orientation. It doesn't matter your gender identity. It doesn't matter your demographic. If you're rich or poor, it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter even if you believe the same things we do. You are welcome to come and join us. We, we invite you and welcome you to come and to join us as we gather as we scatter, as we belong together, as we become together, we'd invite you to come. There's no criteria for coming and being welcomed. However, if you call yourself a Christian, if you called yourself Christ's bride, which is a thing that you could call yourself, or if you called yourself a part of his church, or you called yourself a part of his body, or his family, the family of Jesus, there, there are criteria. There are things that would define that kind of statement about you. And so in the same way, we have some broad kind of things that we count as criteria for Jubilee membership, and then some more specific ones. So the broader ones that would be the same at any Christian church would be um, that number one, that we believe and are baptized. 
So we have this, you know, Christians are marked by conversion to the belief that Jesus is the son of God and that his sacrifice sets us free from the power of sin and death. And we believe, we hold that belief together that we don't save ourselves. We're not working hard to save ourselves, but Jesus saves us. And that's a belief that we hold together. And baptism is the public declaration of this, the public confession. And so it's this, you know, we're baptized, we're immersed in water and upon the confession of our belief, our trust, our faith. And, and so this is number one would be that, you know, that we believe and are baptized. And so that's criteria number one. Criteria number two would be that uh, would be a commitment to follow. So Christians commit to follow Jesus. That's what they do. And, and our lives are marked by transformation, by change. Um, we pursue knowing Jesus and what that means and growing in our knowledge of him. Um, we join community and we, uh, we, we love the world in mission. So these are like, you know, outward things that show that we are committed to follow Jesus. And we're part of a big, the big global church as we're part of the local church. And so commitment to follow, commitment to be part of Jubilee, to say, I want to be part of Jubilee would be a criteria for us. And so those are kind of broader. Now, more specific to just us would be, um, you know, if you want to be a Jubilee missional partner or a Jubilee member, then you would also, so number three would be that you agree with our values and beliefs. So, um, so the way you could find that is you could go on our website, you could find our Jubilee values. There's a page there that goes quite in depth into kind of things that we value as a church that might be a little different from what another church might say are their values. In addition, you could look up the, um, MB confession of faith, which is like the bigger umbrella we're under is the Mennonite brethren umbrella. And so we have shared beliefs, shared values with the bigger group, the Mennonite brethren. And so you could look up on the confession of faith and read through it. And, you know, and I would say, if you read our values and you said, I don't agree with these, or this, these aren't my values. Or if you looked at the Mennonite brethren, confession of faith and you're like, oh, I don't agree with that and don't agree with that and don't agree with that, then I would say, you know, it's not that you're not a Christian. It's that we are probably not the right church for you, that maybe this community doesn't express your values very well. And maybe there's another, there's lots of great churches, you know, maybe a different church would fit your values and beliefs better. And so, um, so the, the fact that we share those values and beliefs means that we're a community together. And so that's one of the criteria for membership would be that we share those things. And then the last one is kind of a, you know, it's just one that has to be, and that's that we have to have an age for membership and we've set it at the, at the voting age. So it's uh, at 18 is the age. And so for the CRA and the Canadian government, they require that our membership has an age. And so we're setting that, at age 18. Um, so those are the four things. Um, and my discussion question for you as you break into your group would be, um, how do you see the difference between belonging? So that big welcome that, that is extended to everyone, everywhere, the welcome to come and be part of things and membership as having criteria and being specific 
you know, describing a specific kind of person. So how do you see that difference or how does that make sense to you? Or maybe it doesn't make sense to you and you could share about that. Uh, so that's our question. How do you see the difference between belonging, which is the big one for everyone, and then membership, which is has criteria and is defined? We'll break into our groups. All right. Well, um, hopefully that uh, I, I understand, just in case you're wondering, I understand I'm giving you discussion questions that might be challenging to discuss in five minutes. So I understand we're not going to have the exhaustive discussion about, you know, the question. It really is a chance for us to hear and see each other, though. And that's more the heart of it. Um, so in addition to criteria, you know, for who are we talking about when we say Jubilee membership, um, there's also expectations that come along with that membership. And so I want to just take a, a couple minutes and highlight some of those expectations. Now, um, one of the things that's interesting is like I went when I grew up and I was in high school, my friend Mike, he he uh, invited me over and their family had what's called uh, what I call an open door policy, which meant that I could go to his house anytime. And, you know, it doesn't it could have been after school. It could have been in the evening. I just could show up there walk in the door. I didn't even have to knock. I just walk in and people there in their family would be like, Oh, Hey John, you know, and they just, it was just like open door, like no problem. They just welcome me in. And I felt like I was a part of the family. I really did. And they would call me their son and his sisters would call me brother. And, you know, I was in a class with one of them and she always called me her brother. And I felt like I was a part of the family and, and it was really beautiful, a really neat experience for me. Now, the, the thing about that is like, you know, they included me in a lot of stuff, except for they didn't include me when grandma gave out her inheritance you know, like they didn't put me on that list. And I understood that that made sense. <laughs> I wasn't upset about that. And there were different expectations. You know, I understood that there's a difference between an open door policy and adoption. Those are different. And the truth is that is the same for the church. You know, we have an open door policy. We, we want to invite you in. We want to treat you like family. Everyone is welcome, but we don't expect the same thing from everyone. We don't. Family members have responsibilities different than the friends who are hanging out, you know, in the family. And family members are accountable in a different way than the people who are hanging out. And family members will weigh in on family decisions, on the big decisions that affect the family in a different way than, you know, the neighbor kids who are running around the house. And those family members will share in the inheritance. That's like just a kind of basic family understanding. So what do we expect from Jubilee members or Jubilee missional partners? Well, what are we expecting from those people? I'm going to share my screen just um, so we can, you can follow with me. Um, so the first expectation is this. I'm just, I'm reading it out of our document so, so you can follow. I will use my freedom in Christ to protect the unity of Jubilee by uplifting and encouraging my brothers and sisters and not in a way that creates a stumbling block for others. 
This includes taking on a degree of responsibility for the care and well-being of others and by forgiving offenses and asking for forgiveness when needed. Now, this is not a perfect church full of perfect people. So let me just kind of allay your fears if that's what you think we're kind of trying to do here is, is make that. We're not. This is a church for those who want, who want to change and who know in their depths of their heart that they're deeply flawed and damaged beyond our imagining. And that we believe that Jesus is big enough to carry us, to heal us, and to transform us ultimately. That it's him who's going to do that work in transforming us and those who are willing to journey with others. And so journeying with others means, you know, it's not just about me anymore. It's about a group. And so, you you know, that's what unity is, is that we kind of, we walk together in things and it's not always about my opinion or what I want or what I'm doing. And so I care about others. I sometimes I'm offended by something someone else does. And instead of running away or leaving or being, you know, going off and being angry, it's like my commitment is to talk about it with those people or, and to forgive ultimately. And, um, and so that's a, that's an expectation we have of people who are saying they want to be Jubilee members is that they're going to walk with others. Number two. Number two, I will participate in the community life and mission of Jubilee by seeking to grow in my faith, sharing the good news, discipling others, attending gatherings, worshiping together, and sharing in the Lord's Supper. So the commitment is to participation. So I need to make that clear. The the commitment isn't to perfection. It's to participation. So it's not to say like, oh, I don't know if I'm perfect enough to be, you know, a member of Jubilee. It's like, well, that's not what we're saying at all. It's like, are you, will you participate? Will you try? Will you come? Will you trust? Will you eat the bread and juice with others? And, you know, let's speak grace over us. That's what we're doing every week when we do that is being reminded that we're all humans walking on this journey, you know, trusting Jesus. And we share these values, the the redemptive news, the relational journey, and the outward mission. And the invitation is that we would commit together to live a certain way. In, you know, the, the apostles would talk about it as the way, the way of Jesus. Um, to share good news and to love the unloved and to live redemptively. To love justice and truth and stand and fight for those things to gather on Sundays and in small groups, to share the Lord's table with gratitude. And for us, that's weekly to forgive and be forgiven, like to, to grow in our experience of, of how God meant for us to live. And so that's an expectation that we would participate in this way. Uh, Thirdly, I will support the life and mission of Jubilee by submitting to leadership, giving regularly financially, and serving the body with my gifts and my time. So we submit. That's a thing that we do. I mean, I do. I submit to leadership. I'm accountable to people, and we should be too. I think all of us 
are, you know, should submit and be accountable and not submit to tyrants and dictators. So that's not what I'm saying either, but to good leaders, to leaders who, who uh, love and who are following Jesus and who are under accountability as well. People who, you know, are doing their best to lead and to follow. And that's kind of, those are the kind of leaders we submit to. And uh, we give our money. So if that's a surprise to you, I know some people think that's all the church says, but this is like one point out of many, many points, but we do give our money. We give a portion of it. And this helps us remember that everything we have belongs to him. And it's a, it's a way we show that that area of our life, which is a pretty important one, one that we, you know, lose a lot of sleep over and anxiety over, you know, that our finances belong to Jesus and ultimately he provides for us where our money is, that's where our heart is. And so the same thing is true in the church that we would say, put some money in because that's where your heart is and that we can do more together than we could do alone. So if I can give a little bit, you know, if we all gave a little bit and suddenly there's a whole bunch and we could do something with that, something impactful in our city, something impactful in, in our nation as we give and we're part of something bigger. Um, and then we serve. So families do chores. Like that's not new or weird. That's just normal. You know, you clean the bathroom, you set the table, you mow the lawn and we do it because this all belongs to us. That's what I say to my kid. You know, it's like, this is all our stuff. You're using this, you ate, you, you clean up. Like, you know, we all are part of it. So we all have to take care of it. And so that's what serving is. We, you know, we all use it and we all, we're all a part of it. And so that's the invitation and the expectation with Jubilee members. And then the last thing that we put on there is also uh, critically important. And it's that I understand the ability to live out these ideals comes out of the work of the spirit and the overflow of my own personal journey with the Lord maintained through the disciplines such as prayer, scripture, reading, personal accountability, etc. So all of these things we're saying are not a perfection ideal. They are a walking it out with the Lord. And so, you know, we don't do that just like it just doesn't happen by default. We choose to engage in spiritual disciplines. We choose personally to read the Bible and to pray and to, you know, invest in connection with Jesus so that we can grow and, and be transformed by the work of his spirit in us. So it's important that we say this isn't a grudging duty. This isn't an onerous effort. This isn't a coerced commitment that we're trying to get out of you. This is an act of grace. You know, all these things that expectations, we're all trying to say, yeah, I want that. It's like, well, it's an act of grace in our lives. It's all flowing from Jesus. And so we're all looking to him. I'm looking to him to be able to say, yeah, I want to live those things out as well. So in conclusion, we are signing up charter members or charter missional partners uh, as we take this step as a church, uh, not so that we can have an in and an out crowd or like flaunt some kind of secret membership card or something, but so that we conform to denominational and national requirements uh, to be a, a recognized church. And also because we believe it's important because we, we, know, we believe it says something about who we are. And so we'll invite you to become a missional partner if you, number one, are a Christian and have been baptized. Number two, you feel called to Jubilee, like you would say Jubilee is your church. Number three, that you 
uh, agree with what we believe and value. And number four, are 18 years of age and older. And so, um, so if you would say yes to all those things, then we would say, you're, you're the one. We want you to sign up and uh, to, to fill out this and to say yes, to agree to journey with us in this way, in a committed way, and uh, to grow and to learn and to love. And uh, also, if you need to talk, so if you are like, oh, I have lots of things I need to, this brings up for me, and you want to talk about it, we want to talk with you. So if you need to talk, let's talk. If you need to be baptized, maybe you're like, well, I'm a Christian, but I haven't actually been baptized, then let's get you baptized, because that's a great next step. And so we want to do that. And uh, so talk to us about baptism. If you need to take time to think about it and to process this and you're not ready for, you know, for the, that kind of step, then that's okay too. You, you can take time. Um, so otherwise, we're inviting you to the opportunity. So let me pray and, uh, and then we'll, we'll respond with our community.